Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Take our Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 18, the book of Revelation uh, chapter number 18. And I, I really am humbled and appreciative of uh, being in a church that is as fruitful as it is. Uh, we have so many churches that are pastored by people that were birthed out of here, uh, missions, works that were birthed out of here, and then uh, to see two interns that are headed to ministry and God uh, blessing them and using them and us being able to speak into them, uh, praise the Lord, not just for what God's doing here, uh, but what God's doing all across uh, America and uh, the globe because of here, uh, and we give Him praise for that. Uh, Revelation 18 uh, there's uh, two messages that uh, will be more informational. Uh, tonight will be one of those, but uh, I am in incredibly excited about uh, September, October. We're going to get into heaven, looking at uh, a lot of the questions that people have about heaven, uh, and then leaning our hearts toward uh, our loved ones that have already preceded us uh, and what that is like for them. Uh, and I can't wait to, to get into that. Uh, but for now, we're uh, looking at Revelation chapter 18, uh, we saw last week how uh, ecumenical Babylon uh, has fallen. We talked about that Sunday. Uh, and now it's not ecumenical, it's economic. Uh, Babylon is going to, to fall. And uh, we understand by history, man in his self-will, his strong will, almost always will build empires almost always will set courses that are apart from God, uh, away from, without God. And God for a time will suffer all nations to walk in their own way, uh, Acts chapter 14. And man, as he accomplishes his self-willed uh, empires, building and walking the course that, that they set, become so hardened in their pride, almost a, uh, I can do all things, truncated. Uh, I can do all things uh, on my own independent from God, uh, and intoxicated by uh, accomplishments, man begins to think that he's the master of his destiny, of his domain, of uh, what he builds. And compared to God, behold, the nations are as a drop of the bucket and are counted as small as the dust uh, of the balance. And as we inch closer to Armageddon, where, where everything is turned upside down, uh, and even when a new heaven, a new earth, and Christ takes over, ruling uh, with a rod of iron, uh, understand man is still uh, raging in their confidence. In fact, Psalms chapter 2 captures this. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against the anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder, cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, the outermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. And we're seeing that play out, especially in chapter number 18, when, when 
uh, economic Babylon collapses, that, that consumer mentality falls apart. God dashes them in pieces. Uh, Antichrist, that one world religion already gone away, chapter 17. And now uh, the one world government, that one world financial empire uh, is about to be uh, destroyed. And we understand that, that uh, ecumenical Babylon, Antichrist, does her in. Uh, and she uh, is used, religion is used until the devil's done, that the devil destroys. Uh, but here it's not uh, Antichrist uh, in one hour, the Bible will say, that the entire world economy is collapsing, uh, but God does that uh, here. And so in chapter 17, we saw how uh, religious Babylon, and now chapter 18, financial Babylon. Uh, and it should come as no surprise because they've been warned. We've been warned. Revelation uh, chapter 14, uh, Babylon has fallen, fallen, that great city because she made all nations drink the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Well, you don't have to go back far to uh, realize how much of a hiccup our economy, they're so fragile. Uh, when the World Trade Centers uh, came down, uh, uh, the economy, the, the financial uh, stability of our country. Uh, you go back to the Great Depression on uh, that Black Tuesday when the collapse of uh, of the stock market back then and how uh, it ripples and it lasts so long, uh, it's going to happen that way here, but it's going to be far, far worse. And so put down number one, if you will, uh, Revelation chapter, uh, chapter 18. Notice first the voice of condemnation. The voice of condemnation. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great has fallen, has fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. A voice of condemnation. Notice the call, verse 2. He cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. In verse number 17, it says, For in one hour so great riches are come to naught, in one hour. That must have been stunning. Almost like John hearing that 200 million man army marching in, uh, just blown away by that. And, and here, uh, the nations toppled in one hour, in one hour. And we don't have to think back long to realize how quickly economies collapse. The call. Uh, notice to the condition. Look at verse 3. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Their religion is riches. Their master is money. They bow their principles and convictions for a little bit more pay. All nations have drunk. Uh, all the kings of the earth have committed fornication. All the merchants of the earth are waxed rich. Uh, their riches are their religion. Their money is their master. Their cash is their king. Their house is their house of worship. Uh, and look at verse number 12, how they decorate it. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all 
Tyan, uh, wood, and all manner of vessels of ivory, all manner of vessels of the most precious wood, of brass and iron and marble, and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil. And uh, you think that potpourri that your wife... Anyway, uh, much worse here. Oil and fine flour, wheat and beasts and sheep and horses, chariots and slaves and the souls of men. Verse 16. And saying, alas, alas, that great city, uh, economic Babylon... That great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple scarlet, decked with gold, precious stones and pearls. Riches, their religion. Money, uh, their master. And by the way, we're not far from that mindset in the world we live in today. Uh, whole sections of our society are atheistic and God is their money. Their houses are their house of worship. They've sold their souls for a salary. Uh, their condition. But then number three, notice the cause of the destruction, the cause. Look at verse five. For, talking about why it's going to happen, for her sins have reached unto heaven. God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. And double unto her, double according to her works. And the cup which she hath filled, fill to her double. Uh, You see, it's not money, it's that love of money that's the root of all evil. It's making decisions based on uh, finances. It's living your life revolved around. Uh, And it should be, if God blesses, praise the Lord. Uh, If God decreases, praise the Lord. Psalm 62 says, if riches increase, set not thine heart uh, upon them. Uh, If riches increase, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. But set not thine heart upon them. It was that insatiable appetite for finances. Everything revolved around the pay and and the car and the house and the haves and what I get out of this. Verse 7, how much has she glorified herself and lived deliciously? So much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I will sit as a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. She glorified herself. She's self-centered. She's sitting as a queen. Put down number four, the clarification. The clarification is they were covetous. Money was their master. Their riches was their religion. Verse 14, the fruits that thy soul lusted after. The fruits that thy soul lusted after. Boy, that which we covet after, God takes away. That which we covet after, God takes away. Our heart should be leaning towards the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, But not here. Uh, Here it's all about the finances. It's all about the wealth. Here, godliness with contentment, great gain. For we brought nothing into the world. It's certain we can carry nothing out. Having food raiment, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, into many foolish, hurtful lusts, which drown men, destruction, perdition, for... The love of money is the root of all evil, which while some, having coveted after, they've erred from the faith, have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. They're covetous, and now they're crying. They're crying. If riches increase, set not thy heart on them. And of course, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Look at verse 9. They're crying. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication, live deliciously with her, shall bewail her, lament her, when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for 
the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour the judgment has come, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn for the casualties. They shall weep and mourn for the destruction. Now look at it. They shall weep and mourn over her. Why? For no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Well, when you set your heart upon wealth and riches and finances, but well, your heart never will be fulfilled. It never will be fulfilled. Uh, the, the heart of man can never uh, be satisfied. In the 1940s, there was this huge Pennsylvania flood uh, where the Susquehanna River overflowed its banks and just wiped out uh, literally hundreds and thousands of homes. And some of the news articles that talked about it uh, would show pictures of families just weeping and sobbing and uh, interviewing them, saying, everything our whole life, gone. Everything our whole life, gone. That shouldn't be everything. That shouldn't be your whole life. Well, our walk with God, our relationship with the Lord, uh, walking with Him, reading His Word, serving others, that should be our life. The kings are weeping at the loss of their money makers. The merchants of the earth are mourning for their loss. Verse 15, the merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for fear of the torment, weeping, wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, a great city, clothed fine linen, purple scarlet, that decked gold, precious stones, pearls. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught, and every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried and weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein we were made rich, all that had ships in the sea, by reason of her costliness, for in one hour she is made desolate. What would it be that would cause you to be distraught if you lost it? What item uh, do you have that if it was taken away, uh, you would be uh, mourning, hurting, despondent? Well, if it's not the spiritual, if it's not the relational, you may be focused on the wrong thing. Uh, the love of your life, a, a wife, a husband, uh, a mom, a dad, a son, a daughter, uh, a close friend, uh, something that sets you back well, praise the Lord, you have that kind of a heart. But if it's something that uh, is made out of wood or marble or metal, if it's something that, that is going to perish anyway, well, you can't take it with you. Uh, and we're not created just to stockpile. Uh, we were created to praise Him and then also reach others. Boy, that's where our heart should be. And so uh, a voice of condemnation, uh, a voice of condemnation, but then number two, look at a voice of separation. Well, you see the riches and their covetousness and that uh, insatiable desire that they had for wealth and bigger the better, the nicer the newer. That's what they were living for when it was taken away. They're despondent, they're distraught. Uh, look at verse number four again. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, say it with me, come out of her, my people. Say that with me. Come out of her, 
my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Well, it's very simple, that call. Very clear, a clarion call. Hey, don't have a part uh, in that. Come out of uh, that. Don't join up in, in that. Hey, obviously, chapter 17, where religion displaces the relationship, uh, but, but I want to say that finances and someone pursuing the American dream uh, has displaced their relationship with God just as much. And here, God says, come out of her, my people, come out of her, uh, those covetous practices, that prosperity at all costs, that cash is king mentality, that money's my master, that rich is your religion, selling your souls for, for a salary, come out of her, don't live like that. Well, in my house at home, uh, if it goes away, what happens there uh, is small compared to what happens in the house of the Lord. Uh, what happens in the house of the Lord is eternal. It's permanent. I get that we raise our kids in, in our house, but I also get that those 13 people that were baptized and those ones that have trusted Christ, the Word of God getting out, lives being transformed, what happens in this house is so much more important than what size of a house I live in uh, on Vincent Farm, Farm Lane. And uh, when we do, Steve talked about that, that giving back and giving back to the Lord and worshiping Him with our giving. Uh, when we do that, we take on a godly attribute, that Christ-like character. God so loved the world that He gave. That He gave Christ, who, though He were rich, yet for your sake became poor, uh, that ye through His poverty might be rich. Hey, when we learn to give back to God, when we learn to hold loosely and not have that stranglehold on our finances, but God says, come out of her. Don't follow her. Don't have that insatiable desire for finances. Now, look at what it caused or uh, the reasons that kingdom fell. Uh, underneath that, put down number A, they had a self-centeredness. Well, that kind of a mindset is a self-centeredness. Look at verse 7. How much she hath glorified herself. Self-centeredness. She hath glorified herself. Number two, also there's a self-indulgence. There's a self, yes, self-centeredness, glorifying herself. And it's all about me. And how does this affect me? And uh, you being the, the center of the universe and everything else revolves around you. That self-centeredness, but then that self-indulgence goes hand in hand with that. Look at seven. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. Lived. It, it's almost a graphic image. It's given uh, that self-indulgence, taking care of their own appetite for the bigger, the better, the nicer, the newer, satisfying that loss. Look at 14. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after. Uh, if you want to note the repetitive uh, words in the passage, verse 3, uh, waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Same word, 7. Lived deliciously. Same word, 9. And lived deliciously with her. Well, it's painting a picture of opulence. Painting a picture of self-centeredness and self-indulgence. Boy, it's that kind of an attitude that, that people are taking on now uh, and that it's going to be so big then uh, and it collapses in one hour. Self-centeredness, self-indulgence. Number three, 
a self-assuredness. A self-assuredness or a pride. A pride. Look at verse 7. How much she hath glorified herself, that's self-centeredness, and lived deliciously, that self-indulgence, so much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart. She saith in her heart. Well, it's not about her halves, it's all about her, her heart. She saith in her heart, I said a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Uh, Proverbs is about to sneak up on her when it says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit, a haughty spirit, I sit as a queen. No sorrow is going to happen to me. Uh, and a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Uh, there's a self-centeredness, a self-indulgence, a self-assuredness. And God says, come out of her. But I don't have a part in her. Don't be like her. And so uh, we see first that, that voice of condemnation. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. That great voice declaring. And then uh, that voice of separation, come out of her. Uh, but then look lastly at a voice of celebration. Uh, Revelation 17 was... Uh, ecumenical Babylon fallen, that one world religion collapsing. And now uh, Revelation 18, that one world economy, that global economy, that the financing event is, is collapsing. Look at verse number 20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Rejoice. Rejoice. Look at 19.1. Chapter 19, next chapter. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Whether well, rejoicing in who God is, not rejoicing in what they have. They're rejoicing in who God is, they're not rejoicing in what they have. They're rejoicing in who God is. And so understand Joys increasing with those that have heavenly hearts. Those that have heavenly hearts. Look at 20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And an almighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. I, I like how in heaven God's going to turn the economy upside down backwards to, uh, to where it's no more uh, with streets paved with gold. Uh, with the tree of life, 12 manner of fruit. Uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ serving us, partaking with us at the marriage supper of the Lamb. But we're not going to have mansion in heaven. Uh, we're not going to have to scrimp and save. That economy gone. Uh, and those that have heavenly hearts are rejoicing and thanking God for who He is, not for what they have. Their joys increasing, those with heavenly hearts, but those with hoarding hearts, their joys decreasing. Look at 22. We're done. And the voice of harpers and musicians and uh, of pipers and trumpeters that, that joy, that celebratory sound, shall be heard no more at all in thee. 
No craftsman of whatsoever craft he be. They're not going to be any artificers of, uh, of jewels and, and, and uh, different people that are building and construction and Babylon being uh, built up and uh, an addition here and then a car here and uh, an extravagance here, opulence here. Uh, and no more at all. No craftsman or whatsoever craft he be uh, shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. Boy, the finality, the finality. The finality when everything is made right, uh, everything is turned around. Boy, all of that, that hurt, that heartache, when uh, the churches in Afghanistan don't have to meet underground, uh, when the Christians in those countries don't have to fear for their life, uh, when, when pain and that heartache and that sickness and that, that loss, we don't have loss in heaven. Uh, and those that have heavenly hearts that are focusing on Him, well, He's the only one that's immutable, that never changes. Well, you want to have a stable heart, cast your heart, focus your heart on the one who never changes. But money, money, like a bird flees. Boy, sometimes you do well, sometimes it goes the other way. Don't set your heart. Don't place your heart there. When you're pouring your treasure into a ship that's sinking, no wonder the sorrow. When you're pouring your treasure into a, a ship that's sinking, let's see, a, a world that's going to be radically changed, boy, the only thing that lasts forever is when we send it on ahead when we invest in the work of God, the kingdom of God, uh, when our finances are able to print tracts and see people saved and start new churches and finance ministries and souls, souls that can say, trust Christ uh, because of what we do. Hey, I'm not saying give it all, but I am saying all of it is the Lord's and, and let's be prudent, fiscally responsible. Uh, let's make sure our heart isn't on the things we own, the things we have, the things we get, the things we buy, the bigger the better, the nicer the newer. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. With all thine heart. Our heart should be set there. In fact, 1 John chapter 2, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Uh, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For uh, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passeth away. Now, I can't wait to the first Sunday in September so we can slowly walk through heaven together uh, and just see things that are permanent, see things that never change, see things that are eternal. And so last week, religious Babylon, gone. This week, commercial Babylon, gone. Uh, this Sunday morning, we're going to see the response of those that have heavenly hearts. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.